welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm your host and thank you for joining me for another midweek review. But what is a midweek review? Well, it is kind of what it says. It's a reviewing a book in the middle of the week. It's that simple. But how do we do that? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the book in five separate categories. Each of these categories is going to be ranked out of five and we're going to mash them all together and get a good reads rating out of five to end the show. So what are those categories we're going to be looking at? Well, they're going to be plot pacing, characters, style, and setting. And that's how we're going to discover if this book is any good. So what is today's book? Let's get on with the show. (laughs) Today's book is The Nowhere Emporium by Ross McKenzie. The publisher is Kelpies. The genre is action adventure and the age range is seven plus and the page count is 291. So let's begin with the plot. So the plot of this book really revolves around a young orphan boy uh, growing up in the streets of Glasgow called uh, Daniel. And basically he discovers this shop the Nowhere Emporium. And as it is, it's kind of that whole sort of uh, fantastical look at sort of the world behind our own or what we know it to be our own. It's got a very Neil Gaiman vibe to that, really. If you if you think about some of the ones like Neverwhere and uh, the Graveyard uh, book, stuff like that, where it's just, it is our world, but it isn't. And it has a really nice touch to that. Uh, Daniel himself basically discovers this shop and he sort of accidentally discovers this shop and the, the owner is kind of a little bit like, how do you find my shop? He's just like, oh, no, I just found your shop. And he's kind of confused because the owner, you can't see his shop unless he decides to let you see his shop. And this shop can basically travel through time and space, popping in and out whenever it feels like it. And it's because the shop is basically run on magic. Um, that's not, I don't think that's too much of a break. I'm pretty sure that's sort of explained in the first couple of chapters. But basically, as this goes on, Daniel discovers, obviously being an orphan, that this is kind of uh, an awesome place to be. And he wants to actually know more about this world. And, you know, he wants to, to learn more about the shop and he starts to work there and he meets a young girl who also lives in the shop there's a kind of weird thing going on i'm not going to explain too much or spoil too much of that for you but there's lots to basically digest here i really like some of the dynamics that go on um but we're just sticking to plots at the moment before we get into characters so the plot for this it, it just worked really nicely um and i really enjoyed it so i'm going to give the plot four out of five stars so let's go on to pacing. I really enjoy the pacing of this novel. Um, I remember just reading this very quickly because uh, a lot of the chapters are quite short and it has that sort of like large chapter count, but really small ones. Uh, something similar, uh, someone who writes similar to this, shall I say, uh, is Dan Walker and his book Lightbringers. I really love that because each chapter is like two or three pages long and you have a sort of like one more chapter syndrome sort of kick in, which really helps you actually like read the uh, novel really long chapters can be really immersive but at the same time they can really drag in uh, i'm the sort of reader who loves to just like pow 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 you know just give me small sharp chapters that keep my mind freshly engaged with what you're doing the story itself the plot uh, really spins along obviously you have that initial setup where we learn uh, who daniel is we learn a bit about the shop and as he uncovers more about the shop we learn more about it and you know that sort of backstory is sort of drip fed to us so it doesn't feel like big info dumps at one time uh, which is lovely and that keeps again keeps the pacing fresh and fun and really well done so uh, i'm going to be giving pacing four out of five stars <laughs> Okay, so on to the characters. 
So uh, the characters, obviously you have Daniel, who's the, the sort of orphan who becomes our sort of like main protagonist. Uh, there's also uh, the shop owner himself, uh, Lucien Silver, uh, who we, we sort of learn a little bit more about. He's sort of this whole mysterious shop owner. He has a sort of like, again, I go back to Neil Gaiman. I can't remember the name of the guy who basically lives in the uh, in the graveyard, but the one who basically comes in and becomes the guardian for Bod. It's definitely sort of one of those things that the characters, there's not many characters in this novel, actually. And so there was a great chance to actually flesh them out. Um, and actually having read this, oh God, uh, pre-Christmas now and recording this in April, I'm actually trying to think of like the, the girl's name and stuff like that. And uh, I haven't put it in my show notes. So it's kind of bad that actually doesn't instantly come off the bat that my mind is going, oh, that was the girl's name or that was this character's name. Uh, there's an antagonist as well who uh, uh, is expressed throughout this. And again, for me, the the antagonist was quite flat, uh, almost in a sort of Disney-esque way. You know, they they wanted revenge, I think it was, revenge or the power of the shop or something like that. There wasn't overly a sort of like a very big inst- instigation of, of anything into their their will onto the story and so i guess that kind of falls flat when you suddenly realize that i think daniel's character was done quite well and the what happens with the emergence of the story and lucian's character i don't think the characters were overly like that amazing and like i said there weren't that many so you had plenty of time to uh to really flesh them out and there's some side characters that coming later uh later into the story they sort of live in the shop and they're part of the shop and they're sort of like uh, I guess you could you could say that they're sort of like actual made. They're not people, people, but they are people. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. They're basically they're tied to the shop. They're made by the magic of the shop. They're not actually like real people. Um, they're sort of like I guess some of them they're sort of like performers, almost as if the shop was a sort of like circus because uh, it is run as like an attraction for people to like the wonder of the the nowhere emporium. So the lack of a huge cast is a little bit disappointing that there wasn't more done to flesh them out. Um, the way I'm fleshing out this part. So uh, <laughs> so what we do is we're going to put a pin in it there. I think the characters, they could have been done so much more with the characters, but I also know there's sequels. So maybe, maybe there's room for growth there. So I'm going to be giving characters three out of five stars. Now onto the style. Um, I really liked the way the story was basically told. I think the... Uh, the way it's like uh, connected you to the story as well in Daniel's story. I mean, this won the uh, 2016 Blue Peter Book Award uh, and it's won load of other awards and stuff like that. So, you know, it's really connected with people. And I do think it is because it is told in a very, it's almost, uh, I want to say it's almost like a Harry Potter way. It's very accessible and adults and kids can really read this and find some of the magic within it. That for me is going to have to definitely be a winner. And like I said, the the whole shorter chapters and pacing and all the way that it combines with the plot works really well so uh yeah big big kudos to that so uh i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed them that's pretty much all i can say about it so uh i didn't love it but i liked it so i'm gonna be giving it a four out of five stars and finally we move on to the setting yes so onto the setting now and uh it's based in like i said most of the book takes place in the nowhere emporium we have snippets of obviously glasgow and we have snippets of these other places um, the orphanage and such, but most of it is taking place in the Nowhere Emporium. And this is a fantastical shop where pretty much the idea is that every single room is born from sort of the imagination of the person who runs the shop. So if you can imagine it, um, you can basically go there or you can you can open a door and go tra- transport it to a completely new world within this Nowhere Emporium. And Daniel obviously has a huge imagination. That's why he can see the shop when others can't because he has the gift of imagination. And boy, um <laughs> i think i've got that too but uh 
I have never been to the Nowhere Emporium, unfortunately. <laughs> I've never seen no uh, mystical shops. Ah, say la vie. But the setting is pretty well done. And I like the idea that this shop, it feels otherworldly. And that's, you know, when you have basically a fantasy novel, which it's not set in a, a realm of uh, elves and orcs or something like that. And it's not sort of like you know, high fantasy in that regard, nor is it that sort of urban fantasy where it's like it's in our own world, but there's a magic where not most people, muggles, understand. Um, it's kind of sort of treading a couple of different lines here. Um, which I really enjoyed, but the settings itself, it works perfectly for what the story has, and obviously taking pride of place is the Emporium itself, so, uh, and it was fantastically done, really immersive. So I'm going to be giving the setting four out of five stars. Okay, that's all of our categories, so how does it match up? Well, let's crunch them all together, and the total score for the Nowhere Emporium is... 3.8 stars out of 5. Yes, very good score, very respectable score. It's a good book, and I really do understand why it won all those awards, because it has a very immersive, very um, light... uh, I want to say, when I was writing the the show notes for this, it felt Disney-esque. Like, this movie could ease... Like, if you want to have something adapted for Disney, I think this would really, really, really work well as as something like that. So definitely going to say well done but i'm not going to say we're done because we're going to be looking at if you like section yes it's that part where we say hey did you like this book well here's some more let's bundle up our tbrs and let's get them to overflow as i give you two other suggestions for books if you like the sound of this or you've read and you want to then read something new the first suggestion is i've hinted it many times already and that is the graveyard book by neil gaiman Uh, very similar with the idea of like bod's uh sort of life in this world that is ours but not ours because he lives in the graveyard and he meets someone from the the normal world and sort of learns to adjust um sort of the other way around where um daniel comes from a normal world and he has to adjust to the magical world but there's such similarities to this i think it's it i'd be uh, i'd be doing a disservice if if not plus i do think that the graveyard book has its, its certain charms i don't think it's the strongest neil gaiman but it definitely works and it's perfect for the middle grade ground that we're looking at right now so that's the first one and the second one i would suggest is a personal favorite of mine I absolutely love this series that is skullduggery pleasant by derek landy uh yeah very much again you know this is about a girl stephanie who basically discovers a magic world that holds sort of the idea of the the fancy behind our normal world of Basically, fire-wielding skeleton men and all sort of weird, almost Cthulhu-style monsters and end-of-the-world old one gods. I absolutely love, love Skullduggery Pleasant series. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it doesn't obviously have, like, the whole sort of shop idea, but there are plenty of, like, secret societies and secret shops and stuff like that. Just there's loads of secrets and there's a magic behind our own world. So I think if you like the idea of, like, a fantasy sort of sort of set in our world, but not... Skullduggery Pleasant will be awesome. You'll love it. Okay, if you enjoyed that today, please head over to our Twitter page at Big Kids Book Club, all one long, lovely word, and check us out there. You can find more content from us, uh, schedules to basically more of our content, uh, our author interviews where you have chances to win signed copies of books, which is pretty awesome. And you can also find our book club talk shows, which come out once a month, where me, Emma, Rab, and some special guests start to chat about all your bookish needs. So two feel free to check them out. Uh, I hope you really enjoy them. But that's all the time we've got for today's show. So until next time, all I have to say to you is to take care, to stay safe, but most importantly of all, to keep on reading.